Chaser is proudly brought to you by TikTok. We're too old to know what it is. TikTok. 2019. You really should cut the booze, lose 50 kilos, and fulfill your lifelong dream of becoming a YouTube star by taking up extreme parkour. That's why you're here. This isn't a radio show. It's a spiritual journey to help you live your best life. It can't help you achieve any of your goals, but it will make you much, much, much better at sex. Welcome to Radio Chaser. My name's Tom Knight, Zoe Not Lodges here, Charles Firth is here, Andrew Hansen's here, TikTok, it's some internet thing, isn't it? I think you've just proven you know nothing about oh, technology. Yes, <laughs> I'm so confused. TikTok's the type of place where they record mistakes from people and wrote you repeat them over and over again. <laughs> like that little glitch in your sentence? There? I think you could uh, you could do very well at TikTok. I could. Look, on the show today, coming up, we have all kinds of things coming your way. The weird things in the UK Parliament. Uh, it's a very, very strange place at the moment. And we're going to rename Sydney suburbs so that they're more accurate. Um, but, but I'll tell you what, Dom, we're getting to the end of round 25 of the NRL. We're heading into final season. Yes. This is the best week. Like We're just heading into the best week of the NRL. Well, I didn't know we? you were this excited about footy finals, Charles. I'm always, I'm glad to hear it. I'm always excited because end of round 25 means Mad Monday is on its way. Oh, no. <laughs> it means that all the loser teams, all the people who couldn't make it into the finals... Charles, do you know that to do all the stupid Mad Monday stuff, you actually need to be good at football as well? You can't just go out and just <laughs> no, start no, running it... a muck in the city. That's not how Mad Monday works. Oh, really? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I thought it was meant that we could all go around and... Poo in corridors. No, you'll just get arrested. It's just, it well, won't be pretty. Actually, um, one club isn't going to do that. The Bulldogs have banned it for this year. Oh, right. um, after last year when they went on those nutty runs in, in the rocks, they decided they're having a family dinner at the, at, at the club and then nothing's planned for afterwards. I wonder if the I, players will go out. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> what do you reckon? But look, uh, there, there are a lot of um, other clubs that are going to hit the town. They're still going to have the celebration. And that means that a whole lot of Sydney is now on high alert. Attention citizens, next Monday is Mad Monday. This is not a drill. NRL players will be on the loose. Be prepared. Quickly, lock away every piece of glassware in the pub, or they will put their penises in them. Hotel security, you're on standby for players shitting in the corridor. In the event of a nudie run, officers are advised to tase Bulldogs players directly on the scrote. RSPCA workers, affix chastity belts to all four-legged canines. Members of the public are advised to delete WhatsApp immediately. <laughs> mad Monday. It's mad that they're still allowed to do it. Radio Chaser. Triple M. Now, Dom, uh, the other day we were talking about, we were doing a quiz that uh, Zoe invented. Yeah. Called, called well, the Bachelor Quiz. Where, yeah. Where we have to rank everyone according to various qualities. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I can't say I invented it. It's definitely something they, they mercilessly made women play on The Bachelor, which is why I made, made you guys play it. Mm. Yeah. But uh, the, the concept of charisma came up. And, oh, God. Um, and it was noted that perhaps, you know, you might want to have a few pointers about... Did you want a reminder of, of what we thought about Dom's charisma? Because yeah. I actually think I found it. Oh, yeah. So we did, we discussed Charles's charisma, you know, has a certain element there and Andrew as well. And, yes. then, and then eventually we got to Dom. I noticed we haven't addressed you yet, Dom. <laughs> well, that, no, that's just politely... Sorry, Andrew. who's... Oh, is Dom? Dom's oh, here. Dom's oh, right. Gosh, sorry. The, the, the sheer lack of charisma coming from that corner of the room, I just I just didn't realise you were even here. I mean, I bore myself. 
<laughs> I've almost off senseless. Sorry, is somebody talking? <laughs> anyway, uh, it just so happens that the New York Times uh, yesterday published an article called What Makes People Charismatic and How You Can Be Charismatic Too. Did they? Yes. Oh, no, right. And are you going to help me through it to become a more charismatic person? Yes. So is, the first, right. first thing is, Dom, what you've got to do is you've got to build confidence. <laughs> Oh, God. Which involves focusing on what you love about yourself, this is according to the article. <laughs> so I, I just want you now to list all your, all your positive qualities, talents, and accomplishments, please. Can we play Concrete Blonde? Um, I, I don't... I honestly don't have any. Um, I'm... I'm no. Tom, you've written okay. about 80 books. Uh, yeah, I've Come written on. a few books. That's true. You've got, yeah. you've got false modesty. Yeah. Come on. I know you've got a very high opinion of yourself. That's mm. one of the things that makes you so uncharismatic. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You think you've got all sorts of qualities no, you don't actually I, have. What, is that, what, what qualities does Dom think he yeah, has, I Andrew? can't think of any. No, I think, posi- he thinks he's well, you know, brilliantly witty and gregarious, <laughs> and, you know, a great writer, great radio <laughs> presenter. <laughs> But I, th- these things are manifestly untrue. Like, I, I, like I, I have to live with myself, Andrew. I, I know that these things are. No, I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm willing to stand out of the way and let other people do things. Like, <laughs> that's, that's. Oh, you let other okay. people do all the work for you. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. How noble, generous. Well, well the, the, Dom, the, the second part of that is that you've got to now ask those you love to tell you what they love about you. So, um, do you want to ask Andrew and Zoe? I can't ask any of you. Um, oh, does it, does anyone love you? Um, oh, somebody, I'll get my mum on the phone, maybe. Oh, I don't know if anyone has any suggestions. Mm. Tumbleweeds just rolled through the studio. <laughs> yeah. No, I would say, Dom, what I love about you is you you are willing to let us mercilessly pay you out um, mm. on, on radio. He doesn't look that willing, though, Zoe. He looks very, he looks miserable. <laughs> look, I mean, you know, he's been painted into a corner and he has to do it because we're live yeah. on air, but he is still doing it. Yeah, I mean, but but the thing is, on the one hand, okay, it's my self-hatred and my demons and all that. But on the other hand, it's kind of nice having a, t- a bit of attention. <laughs> radio Chaser is proudly brought to you by TikTok, designed for people with short attention spans. I said, designed for people with short attention spans. Design TikTok. Have you heard of, you've all heard of the, the, the Sydney suburb Camellia, right? Mm. No. Uh, no, I have. No. <laughs> Where? I don't know where it is, but I heard of it, um, I think, in the news the other day. There was something going on in Camellia, wasn't there? Yeah, you heard about it when I was planning the segment for the show, didn't you, Tom? <laughs> oh. So the thing about, the thing about Camellia, right? Is it's supposed to become a place? Um, people want it to become a place where people are going to move. They want it to become like a big new kind of home hotspot area. It, it does sound nice. nice. It, it does sound nice, doesn't it? But there's a bit of concern because apparently Camellia has a bit of a stinky history. Like literally, it's it smells there, or it used to smell there because it had an oil refinery. It has an asbestos factory. It mm. has all these things. So it's kind but of got. They should have called it Camira. <laughs> After the car, the Holden car. <laughs> totally. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, I mean, you make a good point. So people have been pitching to change the name, but I'm not sure about that because it's currently called Camellia, which mm. does, which is something that does smell nice, and mm. that's obviously not working. It's not attracted a soul to go move there. Mm. So I was thinking they might do a better job. In fact, all Sydney suburbs might do a better job of getting people to move to them if we had more of an honest naming system for yes. our suburbs. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, look, I think it's right. going to work. Take a listen. 
thinking of choosing Sydney for your new home? Our new Honest Suburb names will help you choose what's right for you. Oh, I like the sound of this one. Walleye Creek. What if I told you it's now called Woolies Creek? Why? Well, it's just a Woolies and a Creek. Oh, right. Well, Alexandria, that sounds fancy, like Egypt. It's not. That's why we've helpfully renamed it Alex Factoria. Oh, Newtown? Since the lockout laws, it's been divided into Q-Town and Spewtown. Right. Well, Bella Vista sounds like a nice place to raise a family. Before you decide, it's now called Hillsong. Bondi? Wellington. Mossman? White Man. Darling Harbour? Darling Car Park. Hornsby? Bumhole. Penrith? The Hornsby of the West. Wow, Sydney sounds awful. It certainly does. That's why we've renamed it Dangerously Overvalued Corrupt Traffic Jam, Denis. Triple M's Radio Chaser. Now, uh, guys, you might notice that I'm holding something in my hand. Where did you get that? I got a little bit of a uh, bit, bit in the money this morning. <laughs> did you did? There's, there's like what enormous wads of, of stinking, filthy lucre in the studio. That's right. I got one fifty dollar note. Oh, I found it. I found it outside my house this morning. Mm. Oh. A little bit up the street. D- did you give it to the police and they gave it back to you? Is nope. that what's happened? Nope. I just took it. I looked around. There was no one around, and I took $50. Anyway, point is, it's not really mine. Um, and and also, $50 is not mu- what it once was. Is sure. It? Like, you know, what can you do with $50? It doesn't even cover the cost of a trick anymore. But... Um, <laughs> Half a packet of cigarettes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think it's about one. It's a, yeah. it, it's, a, it's one cigarette. But, um, and I don't even use cash. Anyway, point is, I thought, why don't we just uh, give it to a listener? So, one triple three five three. why don't we get people to call in and give me a reason why... They should have the fifty dollars. Yeah, or if if somebody's lost fifty bucks and they reckon Charles has it and they think this is theirs, they can yeah. just call up and just let us know. Hey, Charles, it's, mate, this is my money. Yeah, convince me you're the legitimate owner of of this fifty dollars note. What I like about this, Charles, is that mm. when the police definitely come and knock on your door and say, "Why didn't you give us fifty dollars?" You mentioned on radio, you can say, "Well, I tried to find it more efficiently yes. by asking the people of Sydney to come forward, yes. call one triple three five three. And convince me. This is a genuine offer. We are going yeah. to mail you the $50 note. Now, we've got people calling in, but they all seem to be Labor Party politicians. <laughs> um, mm. We actually need real people to phone Sam Bastiari on the line yeah. again. Yeah, I thought all their <laughs> phones were confiscated yeah. at iPad. Hang on, did that $50 come out of a plastic bag with Aldi written on it? Oh, yeah, um, there was an Aldi I've actually there. never seen the boards light up quite as much as they have. I don't even know if we've announced the phone number yet, but quite a lot of people seem to want this $50 note. And the good news about this segment is that you do not need to sing the Moon Man in the Morning theme to yeah. get the money. In fact, you, just... you will not get the money if you sing that. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, five, three. Convince Charles that he should give you the $50 note, either because you deserve it or because it's rightfully yours. All righty, let's go to to Danny. Danny, uh, 50 bucks. Can you convince Charles? Yeah, good, guys. I know it's mine because, <laughs> number one, if you fold it in half I am. and get a co- coffee cup yep. and hit it or a hammer, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Open it up again. The guy's glasses ain't broken, mate. That's mine because it's bulletproof. Fifty bucks, mine. I'm just doing that right now. Yeah, I bet the glasses aren't broken. He doesn't have glasses. Yes, he has. No, he doesn't. Well, you must have broken them. Okay. <laughs> oh, Charles? then it mustn't be yours, that mate. Was, that was going to be a really good trick until the fact that he doesn't have glasses. Well, this... You know why? They're the yeah. new gifties. 
That's why the old oh. people have located glasses on. This would work so well in a visual medium. <laughs> uh, let's go to Natalie. Natalie, we're... But, Nat- but Danny, stay on the line. Oh, stay on the line, of course. <laughs> Danny, uh, sorry, Natalie's here. Natalie, uh, Charles has got 50 bucks. What can you say? Hey, gang, guys. Um, my son's birthday was yesterday. He was 15, and he had to have emergency root canal. So he couldn't go out or couldn't do anything for the whole day. I think he deserves the $50 for being such a legend, and it was his 15th birthday. That's a great idea, and, and he could spend it on sweets. Which, <laughs> so, so he can get more root canal therapy. I mean, I'm confused, though. Didn't the tooth fairy come, Natalie, and give him loads of money? No, he's, he's gone through that. Oh. He's been through that. Oh, so now he's got to call radio oh. programs to get his money. And to be clear, it was his 15th. It wasn't his 15th root canal. <laughs> no, he was 15 years old. Right, yeah. Just, okay. Well, okay. That's compelling. Stay on the line. We've got a couple more. Glenn's on the line from St. Clair. Glenn, uh, what can you tell Charles? And my number might come up from St. Clair, but I'm in um, Vietnam in Hoi An at the moment. Ooh. Oh. The market's down here. Oh, yeah. You have um, better things to do than listen to us, my friend. <laughs> no, no, I, li- I like listening to Triple M, especially the guys in the morning and you guys through the day and all that sort of stuff. It's a lot so of dong, at, 50 bucks. I, I like his. I like the way dong, where he's heading them. Well, over here, $1 is worth 15400 dong. Right. So. We're over here. We're in the markets over here. with uh, helping some kids out in small fridges. So I went to buy all the stuff. I went and put my hand in my pocket to get a bit of um, the $50 Australian out to go and get an exchange for the dong, and I, it's gone. So, so, so essentially... I'm all over the markets looking to help these poor kids over here. And if I give you $50, then, it, then they, those kids will have 75,000 dong. I'll have 75,000 dong. And that much money over here. Look, I I, I don't I don't have to hear anymore, Glenn. I think I think you've got the money. I'm going to send that straight to Vietnam now because I totally believe that you're in Vietnam. And the thing, oh, great I'm thing gonna, is, I'm with Australia Post, by the time you post it, you'll have five bucks left for it. People who care about such things will know that in the UK things have gotten very strange overnight. The new PM Boris Johnson lost his first ever vote in the parliament, and there could be an election any day as people try and stop. Uh, a Brexit with no deal and all this kind of stuff. But the thing is, it's a very weird system that they have over there. I was reading more about this, and it turns out there are all these bizarre, archaic rules from the UK Parliament, because it's hundreds of years old. Our Parliament's based on their Parliament, so I'm wondering, should we make ours more like theirs by introducing some of these changes? Mm. On the way into the House of Commons in in London, there's a snuff box for the use of the MPs. They banned smoking... (laughs) Uh, about a couple hundred years ago, so they put in a snuff box. Do you think we need one of those? Well, given that snuff is traditionally a mixture of tobacco and cocaine, that sounds like the greatest thing ever, and we should definitely get a snuff yeah. box, but not just for Parliament. I think for all public buildings. Oh, totally. <laughs> you said you gave away that 50 bucks now. You could yes. have spent it on a snuff box. Uh, you could have spent it on one-sixth of a gram of coke. <laughs> you could have. Um, there's a giant gold mace that sits on a table in Parliament, right? Mm. It's a symbol of the Queen or something. The thing is, Parliament is not allowed to happen without the big gold stick there. At one point, um, an opposition MP actually grabbed it and ran out of the room and 
took it with him for 24 hours and they couldn't have parliament in the meantime. Is that a good system? What do you think? Do they really think that they couldn't do it because the stick wasn't there? Yeah, the magic stick wasn't there so they couldn't talk anymore. I mean, what's, it's, it's more scary that people are that stupid that they, they actually believe in the, the power of the stick to stop them speaking. I mean, yeah. they shouldn't probably be in parliament. They probably shouldn't. Okay. Be in daycare. Uh, <laughs> that's a very good idea. So the cloakrooms in the House of Commons uh, where they, they take their thick coats off because it's London, uh, they have mm. coat hangers that have purple ribbons where you can hang your sword. They still have these things. Is this a good idea? Shall we bring that into Australia? This, this sounds like the most dangerous. But so, so it's got a mace and people bring swords into yep. this parliament as well. And I mean, they're all high on coke. They're all high on coke. <laughs> but don't worry, Andrew. Cause... Is it just like a film set of Robin Hood? Have you gotten confused? And is sword a euphemism for something else? Because is this just Mad Monday? <laughs> it could well be. But there are actually lines drawn on the floor of the parliament to prevent sword fights. And they measure them out to more than two swords distance apart. That's absolutely true. This, the, the lines prevent sword fights, do they? The, they do. This dates from an era of chivalry, doesn't it? Where it's like, oh, no, I couldn't possibly cross the line. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing is, in the rules of Parliament, suits of armour are banned. You can't wear a suit of armour into the British House of Parliament. Was well, that because you just look too silly? It's like, I can't take you and your law ideas seriously if you wear it look like, well, no, you know, just I, like a tin I, can. I, I think it's because they, they don't fit on the, on the coat hangers, Zoe. <laughs> you very well be right. Uh, in the House of Lords, there is a bar that is only f- to be used by bishops. There are bishops in the House of Lords. Is it a good idea for our Parliament to have a lot of drunk clergy around the place? Is that where, as drunk as a bishop... The phrase it comes probably from. does. It probably is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting, Mr. ABC 702, Charles Firth. <laughs> the origin of the phrase, drunk as a bishop. It's fascinating. Just, Absolutely I, fascinating. I just think that listeners will be interested in the etymology of that word. <laughs> and fi- finally, um, underneath the House of Commons, there is a rifle range, a big old rifle what? range. What? They keep trying to turn it into a crash, but people, people <laughs> are opposed to this range. idea. I think after last night, that's the obvious place to take Boris Johnson. <laughs> Triple M, Radio Chaser. Good news if you've got an annoying tree in your yard and you live in the Inner West Council area. The council just changed the rules so that you don't have to ask them to, for permission anymore to chop down the tree, right, if it's really close to your house. Greens are a bit worried, though. In, in, a, in what may be called a slight overreaction, they say there's an Inner West Tree Massacre coming our way as a result <laughs> of this. And Hollywood have got so excited they're rushing out a new horror movie. Sydney's Inner West was quiet and leafy. Damn, the car's broken down. Uh, we'll have to ask for help from that overpriced Inner West house. But then the council changed the bylaws. Thanks for inviting us into your backyard, Mr Inner West man. My pleasure. Do you like it? Uh, y- yes, sir. Yes, it's very, very leafy. Not for much longer. <laughs> so one man took the law into his own hands. Please don't kill us. I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to chop down this pesky jacaranda. Die, jacaranda. I've had it with sweeping up your petals every November. Nothing can stop him. Now for you, you lemon-scented eucalypt. The Greens were wrong. The council should never have agreed to the proposed amendment to the tree removal bylaws. Soon there'll be no trees left in the entire Inner West. The Inner West Tree Massacre. Oh, my God. Has he put on a mask made of human skin? Worse, it's made out of bark. This is Radio Chaser on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. Cat's pyjamas or cat's piss. What do you think of this, guys? Is it good or bad? Uh, cocky cockies in Sydney. These cockatoos in Sydney have been filmed opening 
wheelie bins. They're able to do this now, cockatoos. There's video evidence. <laughs> Is this good progress in the evolution of the cockatoo? Well, are they depositing litter? <laughs> Yeah, they're very concerned recyclers, though. If they pooed directly in the wheelie bin, that would be amazing. No, it's because cockatoos are very intelligent. They're actually opening recycling bins and taking advantage of the 10-cent deposit scheme. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. That's what they can do. I'd be be very happy with them out-evolving bin chickens, though. Mm. Uh, So it'd be fantastic. They can kill all the ibises. I'd be very happy with that. Well, they're kind of cleaner, aren't they? They Yeah. This this is not clean, though, this story here. Uh, There's a photo went a little bit viral of a builder. He was on a man's roof and decided to unload up there. He did a great big poo on the man's roof, this builder. and, and And then, to boot... Shoved some of it down the chimney. Well, is this good or bad practice? Was he Santa? (laughs) Terrible Santa. You've heard of bad Santa. This is terrible Santa. Uh, Zoe, are you? No, no, no. Okay, no, because my my thought about this was it entirely depends on who the who owned that house. Like, for example, Mm. if it was Dom, you'd sort of go, "Oh yeah, that's that's all right. The builders allowed to do that." Yeah. Whereas if it was was Scott, if it was was Scott Morrison, he'd think it was like an Uber delivery from (laughs) Macken. Now the (laughs) here you go, Zoe. Now's your chance (laughs) to to assess something. A video's emerged of Kanye now possibly eating his own earwax at a church service. Mm. It's a bit unclear whether he is doing it, but it kind of looks like he's doing it. I mean, maybe had he run out of throat lozenges. Look, (laughs) it could explain everything. You should post on his Instagram the explanation. Anyone else? Does that raise or or lower your opinion? It makes me think more of Kevin Rudd, who was actually there to a trend before Kanye West did it in Parliament. Remember, there was an image of him actually just whacking some earwax in his mouth and chewing. Well done, Kevin. You're not just rove... You know, the You're killer the, of Rome. You were the Kanye West of Australian politics. Certainly are, so yeah, well, it's so out. easy to get the two confused. They All look right, so <laughs> that's it for Radio Chaser. Catch you tomorrow at 3 on Triple M. Radio Chaser is proudly brought to you by TikTok. This sponsorship message is too long to be a TikTok. Yeah.